being able to have products that they can use across sports. You know, we have people, and I have a lot of, I even have guys that are triathletes that wear our leggings because they're more of a compression legging and they like that for running, long distance running. And, uh, and I ran into a nurse the other day at, the, at Costco and I'm like, what can I do to help you guys? Because I really want to honor the nurses and everything they're doing right now. She said, make compression socks for us. That was Linda Leary describing the crossover appeal of their fishy leggings. Have you ever tried on a pair of compression socks or leggings? This and a great grayling trip today on the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show. Welcome to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show, where you discover tips, tricks, and tools from the leading names in fly fishing today. Hey, how's it going today? Thanks for stopping by the show. Please take a quick moment and share this episode if you know of one other person who's interested in some cool clothing for women. Uh, we dig into it all today, so click that share button right now and just send it over and uh, and you will definitely be happy. I'm going to be picking up a pair of extra tufts. Extra tufts for me today, not for me, um, but for uh, somebody special. So check it out. We're going to dig into that today. Uh, it's going to be good. Today's episode is sponsored by Togan's Fly Shop. Togan's Fly Shop, providing superior quality products at a great price. This is an amazing resource for fly tying materials, tools, and fishing accessories. Since 2005, Togan's has been over-delivering on price, service, and passion. And now, it's time to discover that Togan's buzz for yourself. Head over to wetflyswing.com slash Togan's and get started right now. You support this podcast by clicking through that link to Togan's online. That's wetflyswing.com slash Togans, T-O-G-E-N-S. Togans. We are also sponsored by a great coffee company, Angler's Coffee. Roasts a full range of coffee with one goal in mind, delivering excellent coffee to every single person out there. They've got a dry dropper on the go teabag option now. You can check out. Joe is always trying to mix it up and provide some great stuff. Head over to wetflyswing.com slash anglers to support a sustainable company with unsurpassed taste. That's Anglers Coffee, A-N-G-L-E-R-S. How's it going, Linda? It's going great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for thanks for doing this. I um, <clears throat> I remember, I'm not sure if you remember it, but IFTD, which was uh, the last time it was in Denver, I think was like 2020, 2019, before COVID. We, yeah. I, we briefly met, I think it was at the end. And I stopped by and picked up a uh, a purple hat from you, and uh, <laughs> it was like as our a king hat. What is it called? I'm probably our king, the Clyde King print. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I picked up that hat and uh, and just I, and I wanted to connect with you, but we were just you know it's always crazy. And finally, we're getting around here, and now I've got you on the show. So we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about you know fishy wear and what you have going in the products and all that but um, before we dig there let, let's start off just on the fly fishing tell us how you first got into fly fishing so I started fly fishing with my dad when I was young um, in Maine northern Maine um, he's actually turning 92 in another week so wow. um, he's been fishing since he was probably I don't know 15. And uh, just a natural caster, just beautiful. So we'd go out on the lakes in the evening and fish or out on the rivers because that was the one way to spend time with him because he worked a lot. <laughs> so, yep. So learned how to fly fish there and then really spent a lot more time when I moved to Alaska uh, perfecting it and, um, you know, out with 
uh, clients fishing because um, you know, it's a great opportunity to spend time with people mm. and learn to fish more. Yeah. Gotcha. What what uh, what did your dad do back in the day? What was he busy doing? So he worked at uh, Loring Air Force Base um, oh. at the heat. Yep. Yep. He worked uh, at the heating plant over there as a supervisor. So he uh-huh. many, many years and 30 years in civil service and then retired. And yeah. Yeah. Spending his go. days fishing when he can. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So he worked hard and now he's had some, some time off. And do you, uh, so now he's, is he still in Maine? Yes. He's still in Maine. Um, and uh, was born and raised there and lived in the same house for 62 years. And yeah. Uh huh. Same go. phone number. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like my dad. The same thing. Yeah, same place. Pretty iconic. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, things have changed a lot now, right? Like people aren't sticking in the same job for thirty years anymore. Really, it's kind of mixing it up. Well, you know, it's funny. I always thought I would never do that, and then I did it. <laughs> yeah. In the truck, in trucking. So yeah, I know you think you won't, but then yeah. Yeah, and you did it. So, how did you get up to? Uh, so, you're in Maine, I mean, Maine, Alaska, so maybe similar. Uh, you got some cold winters, but how did you get up to Alaska? Why'd you get there? Um, so, um, right out of college, um, I moved to Alaska. A bunch of my friends had moved up here from northern Maine during, right after the pipeline, uh, the uh, pipeline days. And so, at the time, um, the average age, I think, in Alaska, and this was in the 80s, was 25. Very, very young state. Um, I mean, the state itself was super young as a new state, like 20-some years. And then, so all these young people were here working, and a lot of seasonal work at the time. And then, um, you know, a bunch of us just stayed. And so, yeah, so I came up here, lived with one of my cousins and some other friends. And then... Um, yeah, just loved it and stayed. You hear lots of stories, but people come for two years and then they stay forever. <laughs> oh, so. there you go. And, and was this in, did you move up uh, like to Anchorage? Uh, yeah, yeah. Moved to Anchorage and I was looking at another community, Cordova, which is on the coast. Um, and then just decided to settle in Anchorage. So, yeah. There you go. And what is it about? I mean, obviously, Alaska is the um, you know what the final or what is it the final frontier? It's the you know it's it's our the last frontier. <laughs> the last yeah, the final. I guess that's Star Trek or whatever. But um, but what because it is like right now. You just says twenty below zero, and I mean you got a lot of darkness up there during the winter. What is it about Alaska that keeps for you? You know what I mean? Like that keeps you there. Um, you know, it's um, it's just beautiful. It's uh. It's the size of, you know, a third to a half of the lower 48. So oh, people wow. don't realize how big it is and expansive and um, and the people, you know, and like 1% of the land is privately held in Alaska. The rest is federal or state land or, um, you know, native owned, um, rightfully so. And um, just, you know, I do a lot of work with, a lot of the native corporations here and just the people of Alaska are just amazing. And then the scenery and the fishing is out of this world. And yeah, it's fun. It's things in Alaska go sideways real fast. So if you're, so there's, you know, a lot of adventurous people here, a lot of world-class athletes and, you know, so there's people that are out there just doing things that uh, everybody dreams of, right? You know, adventuring down these wild rivers and climbing mountains and, you know, it's beautiful. It's got it all. It's got it all. I always think of, 
I spent a little time in the um, up over on the like the Yukon Delta Wildlife Refuge and uh, on the west side. And, oh, nice. Yeah, and up there, just give you you know an example is like it's twenty million acres of a wildlife refuge, right? <laughs> yeah. and th- th- that's just one of them. There's a few of them, you know. There's that's just one refuge in, in Alaska, and I think in the lower yeah. forty-eight, the largest is two million acres in the. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's in Idaho or whatever. So it's just like there's no comparison. It's just wild, and you've got, um, I mean, all sorts of craziness, right? So what is so we got the best thing? What's the hardest thing about staying, you know, living up there and being there? Well, honestly, my friends are like, I can't believe you moved from Maine because you don't like to be cold. And yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, you got to really dress for it here. So that's probably the hardest. It's just, you know, like it, it's pretty darn cold. And the uh, dark doesn't bother me as much uh, because no matter where you are, like I lived in Seattle for a while, too, and it was dark oh, there. Yeah. you got to yeah. work in the dark. It doesn't really matter. So That's true. Um, but Summers here are fabulous because it's light all the time and you just have all this energy and you just wait and sleep in the fall. There you go. That's it. Yeah. And then, and then the summertime. Yeah, exactly. You, you pretty much stay up all summer because it's daylight all year, all summer, right? Totally. Who needs to sleep, right? Yeah. yeah so, and then you catch up in the winter this time. You're good. So so we got that, Alaska. You love Alaska. Um, you're there. How does this, from this trucking business that it sounds like you had, how do you go from that to now uh, fishy wear? So I was in trucking almost 30 years and um, just, you know, during that time, spent a lot of time taking clients. We'd take clients out fishing the lodges and stuff and and had a lot of time on the rivers. And one of the things that I noticed is just the clothing options for, for women and for men, right? There just weren't a lot um, for fly fishing. And, you know, growing up in New England, which is a very conservative and um, iconic as far as clothing, what you wear. I mean, I grew up in that. It was my whole life, but, um, I don't know. I just found an opportunity. I, um, rented an office from a friend of mine and, um, just sat down and started kind of vision boarding what it could look like. And, um, lots of people helping me along the way and here, here we are. So there you go. Yeah. It's been really fortunate. And we have a lot of, um, obviously, you know, there, we have a large male audience and there are some women in, in our, you know, listening, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to grow that more and more, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, talk about what you have going there because like, maybe talk about who your ideal kind of customer is for fishy wear. You know, it's, it's interesting because like, uh, even at shows, I would say over half our clients are guys. Oh, wow. Yep. And they're buying either, normally they're buying for the women in their lives that they really want to go out fishing with and, or it's for lifestyle clothing. So, you know, for their mom, their sisters or daughters or whatever. And, uh, and then we have all, you know, the gals in our age, you know, they range from 25 to 65 or older that like to wear our products and, um, one of our goals is that they feel really confident in what they wear. And I mean, I spent most of my career in the business world, like in boardrooms and meetings. And so you wear a suit and you dress for the role, right? So why couldn't just to feel confident that you're going to, you know, most of my career spent working with guys, honestly, my whole life. And so, um, why shouldn't gals also be comfortable to go from the river to dinner or shopping or whatever they want to do 
and be really comfortable and confident in the clothes that they're wearing. Right. So if it fits right, you're going to feel like you're going to perform better. Yeah. And, um, you know, everybody's fits a little different, but we try to accommodate, you know, very different body styles and uh, demographics. And yeah. I know that's been a struggle. I, I've got kind of three, well, I mean, four women in my life, you know, Megan, and I've got two girls that are, you know, nine and seven. And, uh, and then of course my mom, you know, but it's like, it's challenging. I know when, you know, uh, Megan was getting, we were getting waiters a while back for her. It was a struggle finding the right fit, right? There's mm-hmm. waiters and because for me, I throw on a pair of waiters. I'm like six foot tall. I'm a kind of an average, right. girl, and it's easy for me, but I didn't realize how challenging it was. So I, I totally understand what you're saying. And, I, and that just goes with everything, right? Shoes and, and clothing, mm-hmm. especially you can't put on a, a guy's uh, shirt and feel like that's going to fit. Let's just start with your line. Talk about what products we were talking about here. What, so if somebody's listening, if they want to get a product for their wife or if, you know, or whatever, what do you have there? Yeah. So we started out when we first started, we've created leggings. So a lot of what we have is art based. Mm -hmm. So we work with primarily female artists. We have a couple of male artists we worked with and they're creating. So we'll take a photo of a fish and, and I'll ask the artist to, you know, create a fish in their vision that, um, that we can then, uh, break it apart and create clothing with it. So we'll take components of the fish and abstract it on our products. So we started with leggings, you know, really nice um, compression leggings, really. And um, then uh, neck tubes and hats, you know, the hats that you saw, waiting belts. The main components that we wanted that were going to be kind of the essential base layers to get started fishing. And then we've added um, uh, bags and um, uh, you know other accessories. We've got scarves. We've got headbands. We've got lots of dry bags. So we have various sizes of dry bags. We've done you know we are fortunate enough to have a collaboration with Orbis. We've created some sling bags with them, and um, we do sell their waders, which are fabulous as far as options for. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they have 26 different sizes or styles. Yeah, oh, which wow. are great. Yeah. Um, and then um, we have a collaboration with um, <clears throat> Extra Tough for oh, yeah. with boots. Yeah, which has been so fun. Um, that's been great. And then uh, another brand that actually started in Alaska, which is Groove. And they make the silicone rings. And we just came out with watch bands. We have some of our patterns and arts in uh, Apple watch bands, which have been just very popular. Are those watch bands for um, like anybody, males and females? I mean, they're size wise. Yeah. um, They do have those right now. We're just trying the gals sizes just to see how they go, but we can, we may be expanding that as well. Yeah. So lots of bags, uh, key fobs. We also have fly boxes. Um, We have uh, nippers, forceps, uh, real cases, lamps, all kinds of stuff. So you pretty much put your design. So you have your designers that are creating this, these designs, then you're putting these on your, basically all your products are getting these fish type of art designs. Some sort of a, a fishy accent. Um, and then there's, so then we create collections based on the, the type of fish, like the purple hat that you said you had bought was our Clyde King. So we also have fun naming. So we have uh-huh. this whole naming thing that we go through and 
normally my husband and my sons help us too. <laughs> yeah. Because they're funny and, and uh, sassy. So <laughs> come up with some fun names. They actually helped create my name. Fishy was my one of my sons. Oh, and was. my husband came up with that. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, which is cool. So it's so we we a lot of collaboration goes on here. <clears throat> but yeah, lots of various products. And we even created um <clears throat> some spices. My husband's really great cook and um created three different spices that we also market oh wow for fish and meat yeah you're going into it what so what is out of all your products what's the number one what's the top seller you know i would say that the our leggings and bags do very well those would be our you know what we're known for and nice quality products and like the dry bags are the ones where you could just take it on your trip on your hosted trip whatever throw it on the you know whatever there's bomb proof totally waterproof yeah, those have been really good. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I just, I was saying on the last podcast, I think I just, uh, well, Megan got me a Patagonia, my first Patagonia, uh, like waterproof bag. And it's like, you know, it's one of those things where they're expensive, you know, none, none mm-hmm. of that stuff's cheap. And so it took me a while to, you know, obviously, and I didn't even buy it myself. So, but it's awesome because, you know, that stuff you get, it kind of lasts a lifetime, right? You expect mm-hmm. it to, yeah, be with you. Um, yeah. Okay. And we'll get into some on the hosted trips because I want to hear about where you're going uh, in a little bit. But I was curious on the extra tufts because I've got some extra tufts that I love. I don't know anything about the company. How did that come to be? Because that's not necessarily like a wading boot, right? It's kind of a, it's more of an Alaskan piece of gear, right? A boat thing. Right. It's really a boat. Yeah. It's kind of a boat thing and just lifestyle thing in Alaska um, in the Northwest, I think, uh, and some on the East Coast, especially in, uh, along any of the coastal fishing communities. And so they they have a collaboration here also with Salmon Sisters, which is more uh, commercial fishing side. And we're more of the river based side um, with what we're doing in our art. So that gives them, you know, uh, markets on both sides and, um, you know, Alaska has been a big focus for them for years. And now, I mean, even in the last several years, like New York city, it was, you know, the extra tough is a fashion piece for some people where they'll, you know, and our boot, the first one we came out with is a black boot, which is our first one they ever did which we are very, very fortunate to be able to work with them on that. And it's just been a great relationship. And, uh, yeah. And what is the black boot? What is that? It's a kind of a, a knee high, which just goes below the knee. Uh, oh, wow. A tall boot, they call it their gotcha. legacy boot. And it's their, it's their standard tall rubber boot that they have, but it's black instead of brown. The classic is brown, and it's black on the outside. Oh, I see. And why, because I've always had the experience of using the ones that kind of go up to your, oh, well, I guess they go below your knee. Yeah, they're pretty high. So that, yep. that's, yeah, mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah, kind of, I don't know what they call upper calf. And then, um, yeah, but they've always been that classic brown. And then they uh, they experimented with ours and have our groovy grayling design on the inside and then the outside of the boot is black. Let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. The CRC system from Trestle provides a secure and convenient storage for your fully rigged fly rods. Every CRC system comes with a secure mounting clamp system, padding in the reel compartment, and their proprietary suspended rod liners. You can leave your gear at home, in your vehicle, wherever you want with the CRC system. It's uh, telescoping. Everything locks up and is totally secure, on whether in your car or outside your car. 
Uh, definitely, I remember when I first connected with John, I knew right away this was going to be a great fit. So I'm really happy to have them on as a sponsor right now. And glad I have the, uh, the CRC system on my car. Uh, I've got it right now in the back of the pickup as I await a new racking system to put it on. But even in the back, I've got it um, telescoped down in kind of like carry mode. So the rods are broken down, but they're protected. And, you know, I can just kind of pile stuff on top of it, even in the back of the truck. So uh, it's pretty cool, uh, pretty cool deal. They've got all sorts of padded and protective features. We won't dig into them all here, but their no snag reel up design is killer. And uh, really, it's just too much here to dig into. So I'm going to send you over to Trestle, and you can check it out for yourself. Right now, if you go to Trestle, wetflyswing.com slash T-R-X-S-T-L-E, and you can get started right now. You support this podcast by clicking through that link to check out John and the crew at Trestle. Okay, back to the show. So basically, you got a bunch going on. It sounds like you have a few other things going on top of the products, uh, some consulting and things like that. I'm curious on the hosted trip. Let's dig into that a little bit here. How is that looking? I mean, well, obviously, we're still kind of coming out, trying to come out of COVID. But, uh, you know, COVID aside, uh, how is the trips looking for this year? Where are you guys headed? Oh, good. Um, actually, I have a trip. We're going bone fishing in... Um uh, Andros South, um, in February, actually. So I'm going to host that one. That one has been great. So that one's filled up. We have a group of ladies going, going there with, um, the Denicky Lodge folks oh, yeah. and yeah, <laughs> Brian and those guys. Uh-huh. So we're super excited about that. We also have, um, a bunch of trips here in Alaska, grayling fishing and, um, also going out for, uh, silvers and, kings and um we have a couple of trips on the henry's fork oh, nice. and yep yeah, and then one in in yellowstone so um yeah super looking forward to that um and we may we may pop one in there eventually to do some striper fishing because in maine um eventually so oh in maine yeah <laughs> oh nice yeah yeah I had to do something when I'm in Maine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, there's there's some good stuff there. So, uh, and Yellowstone, we've in, we've had a few recent episodes on the Yellowstone. Um, Bruce Staples, and then we we had Mike Lawson on that talked about the Henry's Fork. So those are, I'll put links to those in the show notes as well. Um, how do you do that? So when you get these trips, you find a, a lodge, or are, are you guys are you going to a lodge, or is this more like a uh, kind of DIY sort of thing? Um, no, usually lodges. Um, and, um, so usually it's lodges that I've been to in the past or somebody that's going to host has been to it. Um, and, uh, so we'll, we'll have it where they can, we'll set it up where we'll have a host there and then, um, they'll make sure that all the accommodations are taken care of for the lodges and, and, or get it all organized and, Make sure everybody's having a good time and catching fish, and yeah, it's been super fun. There you go. And I was just thinking you kind of jogged my memory as you know you're talking about the extra tufts. Um, so I am in the in the need of a, a pair of extra tufts. So tell me again. So you got the brown ones. Anybody can go out and just buy a pair of, of their extra tufts. But mm-hmm. so the black ones that you do, how would that be different? You know, on top of obviously supporting what you have going, would the boot be different at all than what you might get in? Just go to the store and get it. Um, no, uh, there are, the, the structure of the boot is the same and we do have a brown one also with them, but has our tarpon design on the inside. So, oh, so there is a design. You do have a design yep. on, on the inside though. Uh-huh. 
Yep. So if you roll, so the whole thing is you roll the boot down part way, and then you see the art. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. Which is really fun. Yeah. And then we have a black boot with them, which is our grayling design. We have um, a uh, a short. We've had a couple of short. Um, they call them their ankle deck boots, which is a shorter boot that just comes up to the ankle. And then we have one that's called a shark bite, which is more of a loafer style. And that's gray with oh, the gray wow. design on it. And the other boots we've done purple, teal, and um, let's see, purple and teal. And I think we have another foam color coming out. Okay. And pink. There's been a pink. And pink. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to have to hit up your website and take a look. So if, if I was to go there... And pick those up. What what are those costs? I'm just curious on the uh, those knee high ones. Um, they've been. I think they're around 150. Oh yeah, 150. Yep. Yeah, but they're a great boot for breakup. You know, in the spring, uh, or just when it's raining a lot, or just in general. And I mean, people. I a grocery store. I see people wearing our boots, and it's just, oh yeah, it's very fun. <laughs> and they're not um, insulated, right? These aren't insulated. They're not insulated, but you could get, um, you can get a uh, super feet inserts, um, like wool ones to put inside of them, which are, oh, are wow. really make it nice and warm your feet up. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. So that's so mm-hmm. super feet. I love super feet. I, I didn't know, even know they had wool. So this is like a bottom, an insole just in the bottom, right? Yes. Yes. Oh man. I, that's so cool. I didn't realize they had wool. I'm going <laughs> to, I might have do. to get those just for my normal boots too. Yeah. 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 It really makes, yeah, makes it nice. Nice. Well, anything, just thinking about the products again, you you kind of went through everything and we'll send everybody out to um, Fishywear and that's F-I-S-H-E-W-E-A-R. Yeah, Fishywear. We'll, we'll do that. Um, I'm curious, tell me a little bit about, so you got this thing going with all your products with Fishywear, but you also do some consulting and, and you also, you sold your, your trucking business, right? To get into this. Is that how that all went down? Um, yeah. So I was a partner with two other guys in a trucking company and, um, so we sold it in 2013, um, to, uh, another company that was in the industry. And then I, um, worked, I left there and then I worked in telecom for a couple of years and oil and gas. And then in between there had started fishy and then it started getting busy enough that, um, I decided to go off and do this and, and, um, do st- some consulting on the side and as we grew fishy. So there you go. What was the, uh, the, what well, sounds like a shorter time in the oil and gas industry. What, what was that like for people that haven't been in that industry? Cause you hear, you hear a lot of, you know, obviously there's been, you know, crazy stuff, right? The, what was the, the oil spill right back in the years ago and all this stuff it, is the industry is, it's gotta be pretty heavily regulated, right? What's that feel like? Uh, super regulated. Uh, I mean, most of my career has been spent in resource development, which could be mining, oil and gas. Uh, and Alaska is highly, highly regulated. And I mean, I hats off to the operators on the slope that really work hard to make sure that they're doing things right um, and and carefully and efficiently. So um, it's just like the gas pipeline. I think they have. 20, 20 some regulated regulating agencies they report to to run that. I mean, if you can imagine having to report to twenty five agencies, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of lot of people watching what's going on. So exactly. yeah, it's great. 
so it's been no it's a fun industry um and um but it's been going on for many many years so and, and compared to what you're doing now is this um you know if you compare the two how, how does it feel does it feel like what is uh, easier kind of uh, more enjoyable or what's that what's that look like Oh, you know, it's just different. It's like using two different parts of your brain, right? So I can take a lot of what I learned running a trucking company as um, in all the components of starting a business to take to do this startup, which is way harder. Like when I was in the trucking industry, I think the last five years I was running the company and we had 700 employees, 800 employees. Wow. So... I think it's easier having seven or 800 employees than it is to have like 10. No kidding. Oh, totally. Yeah. And you have 10 now. Yeah. Or roughly 10. Yeah. Seven, I think, plus some contractors. So, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of responsibility having that payroll, right? Whether you have 10 or 700, but when you have 700, you have lots of other people helping you run the whole thing, right? You have lots of great leaders. And when it's 10, it's small, so it's you doing all that, right? And running those pieces and making sure everybody's happy and getting along and nobody's getting sick or COVID, right? Right. <laughs> going to keep everybody. At seven, when you have seven people, it's like you are, yeah, you're right there. And uh, so what is that? So <laughs> who are fun. the seven people? Like, talk about those people. Who, who are, what are those positions you have there? So I have, you know, uh, one person that does all our marketing. I have another person that does product development, one that does purchasing, one that does wholesale. Um, I have a part-time accountant, a part-time graphic designer. Uh, we have a, a retail floor here because we have our headquarters here, but we also have a store that we just expanded. So we have a retail staff and a warehouse staff. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then women's fly fishing. That's a full deal. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. From the outside, sometimes it's hard to tell. Sometimes you see, you know, some of these things, it's like a one person show. Just and, me. <laughs> yeah. It's just, just you do it, which a lot of, I mean, there's definitely people out there. Are there any other, um, similar, uh, companies kind of in the women's fly space doing kind of similar to what you're doing out there? Um, yeah. So, uh, let me see. You've got a damselfly, you know, care. Oh Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, car trip. And um, I mean, I guess not exactly in the apparel, but there's definitely some like what, you, what Jen Ripple has going with the magazine. Oh, and there's like Sarah totally. Bella, right? Yes. There's some other. Yes, yes. Sarah Bella. Yep, totally. And we support all those guys. Um, matter of fact, I just visited with Jen because I hadn't seen her in two years and I was just dying to see her. So <laughs> we went yeah. and visited. Um, and then, um, yes, we do also our collaboration. Uh, forgive me for not mentioning that. We have a collaboration with Sarah Bella, uh, with April Archer. Uh, also, we do some rods with her um, and uh, that she's branded in our uh, art. So we've named them. So they're named after our collections and in the same color schemes, which is super fun. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, then you've got, you know, there's just, there's a lot of, gals especially female entrepreneurs that are out there in the industry you know whether they're guiding running their own businesses running their lodges whatever they're doing right there's a ton Um, there is a ton right they're super talented and passionate and and it's you know and then you've got like heather hudson's one of our ambassadors but she's also running united women on the fly yeah that's right 
And so they're all big believers in trying to support each other and lift each other up, right? And not uh, uh, and try to help each other grow in the in the industry. So it's really important. So that's right. Who are some of the other uh, off the top of your head that you know some of the other ambassadors you have on there? Is this like a bunch of people or just a few? Um, we have half a dozen ambassadors. So they're spread throughout. I think we had. 200 people apply. Oh, so yeah, it's an application. Nice. Yeah. Yep. So we had um, 200 gals apply and we do have them on our website. Okay. So yeah, we have some gals here in Alaska. <laughs> we have one young gal that lives not far from me. She's a, she's also a pilot private pilot. I saw she's out flying in this cold weather. I'm like, what the heck is she <laughs> doing? Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and then we have, let me pull them all up here so I can. So you got Heather. Heather's out in, uh, she's kind of in the West, right? Yeah. Yeah. Heather's in Spokane. Yeah. In Spokane. Yep. Yep. So Heather's in Spokane. And then we have Ryan Scavo, who's in Colorado. And we have, um, oh gosh, little Miss Leaf. I need to. Oh yeah. 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 She's down in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So That's she's right. down in Oregon and yeah, she's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Let me pull up the rest. Oh, um, we have, um, a gal on the East coast that's a uh, lobster fisherman, which mm-hmm. is the coolest thing. Super fun. Yes. And, um, we have, uh, Shay Orton and she's, I think down in Oregon, mm-hmm. Ryan Scavo, um, Heather, and this isn't the most recent list. I'll have to get you a list of everybody. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I'll just put a link. That'd be great. Yeah, we can track that down um, and or cool. they can just Thanks. ask you directly. Let's dig into a couple. There's uh, kind of tips on the business side. You know, not, this won't be big, but there's definitely some brands that listen to this. And I'm just curious. It, it looks like from the surface that you have a pretty successful business going there um, and, you know, a brand and, and what you have going. What would be a, like a tip if somebody's out there listening now and they're, you know, maybe it's them, maybe it's a couple of people in their, you know, in their company and, you know, they're struggling with some things. What would you tell them to help them in the fly fishing space to kind of, you know, get over that hump or, or do a little bit, you know, get a little more revenue coming in? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think in any business just making sure that you have, really diverse revenue sources Mm. and not just have all your apples in one basket. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and having great employees is just makes it all possible. Um, and, um, you know, good marketing, good brand presence. Right. And really staying true to that. I'm very focused. I have a, a contract CFO I work with and he's always like, be the rifle, not the shotgun. Huh. I know, but I want to be everything. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, be the rifle. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. So your so brand presence, what is your, uh, I mean, obviously women is, is a focus, and but is it more like if you describe, what is that rifle to you? What, what's that compared to the? Um, you know, really staying focused on the clothing for fishing and lifestyle. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, and I think just, um, not even just fly fishing, but fishing in general and, and for women enjoying the outdoors or just being able to have products that they can use across sports, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, we have people 
and I have a lot of, I even have guys that are triathletes that wear our leggings because Mm -hmm. they're more of a compression legging and they like that for running, long distance running. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I ran into a nurse the other day at the, at Costco and I'm like, what can I do to help you guys? Cause I really want to honor the nurses and everything they're doing right now. She said, make compression socks for us. There you go. That's a great idea because fishermen like them too, because when you're standing Casting and waiting all day, having compression socks on really are nice, right? Yeah, what is that? And I don't even know a compression sock, what that's all about. What does that do? How is that different from just your normal sock? Um, it just helps with your circulation in your legs. So uh, I know a lot of guides that like to wear them because the, they're like knee high, right? And so that it just it helps support your legs and you're not as tired at the oh, end wow. of the day. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Yeah. Another good tip. So you put those on with your extra tufts and you're in, you can go another couple hours out there just, right. Whatever, whatever you're doing. Yeah. Right. Or wearing them under your waders. Like I wear wool, um, smart wool ones. And so if you're out, especially we do a lot of fall fishing and it's cold, then you wear those under your, under your waders and your base layers. There you go. What are uh, brands wise, you know, we're talking about you as a brand. I'm sure a lot of brands, you know, look up to you from what you're doing, but like, who are you looking up to? Who are those brands that helped you along the way? Just kind of with what you're doing now. I mean, I'd imagine it was different when you're in trucking, but uh, what's that look like now? Do you have, or Orvis probably is one of those, right? Oh yeah. I mean, uh, Sean and those guys reached out to me after a show um, to, um, collaborate with them, which was just like such an honor, right. To be able to work with them. That was, that was fabulous and, um, extra tough. I mean, it was just collaborations are great because it's often, you know, things that you're not necessarily going to make and it reaches a different audience for you. And, um, and it's just such a, a compliment to be included in a, in a collaboration like that. And, so we, we like doing collaborations. I think it's just a fun fun way to be able to, to cover other markets. And it's been great. One more quick break from our sponsor. Stonefly Nets is putting quality before quantity with their handcrafted custom wood nets. Charleston, South Carolina native Ethan Eigelhart was bitten by the fly fishing bug in 2014 and shortly thereafter started Stonefly Nets. He now lives in, uh, in trout-rich waters of Arkansas and the Ozarks and handcrafts some of the sweetest wood landing nets you can imagine. Uh, I've been using one of Ethan's nets and it's always awesome. I've got it always sitting in the car ready to roll. I love taking that piece of wood out and, uh, and feeling that in my hand. Uh, it's, it's almost like wearing wool, right? It's kind of the same thing. You get a, a nice wooden net in your hand. You land a fish, and um, and you don't even have to take that thing out of the water. I learned uh, recently uh, when I first started using this net how nice it is to have a net. So if you don't have a net now or if you have one that you're not really happy with, Ethan's got a custom net that you are going to pass down for generations. Uh, for Ethan, his story goes back to his grandma and, uh, and a bamboo rod, and it's a really cool story, and that connection he's always remembered. And this is the same thing here. I mean, my net is going to be passed down to my kids. And I think I'm going to have to actually pick up another one so my kids don't get mad at me because uh, whenever I buy uh, for one of them, I got to make sure to have uh, one for each of them. So, Ethan, if you're listening, buddy, get get another net ready. I'm going to have to uh, fire this up. So uh, if you're interested in checking this out, you can head over to uh, wetflyswing.com slash stonefly 
to get your custom net right now. That's wetflyswing.com slash stonefly, S-T-O-N-E-F-L-Y, to get going right now. Okay, back to the show. Are those two any other ones that come to your mind as far as, you know, or do you, or when you're working out there doing what you do, are you just kind of in your own little silo focused with your own people doing what you know works? Um, no. I mean, what I think about, I think about like, for example, for me, I, I've brought up Patagonia a lot just because I know from yeah. a conservation perspective, you know, they're, they're leading the way on the conservation, right? They're, they're, um, you know, Yvonne has been out there outspoken about, you know, what he does. And I think a lot of brands have got inspiration from that. Right. And they're like, Oh, mm-hmm. okay, this is one way to do it. So, uh, you know, I'd imagine there's other, uh, brands out there that maybe uh, are doing, you know, something different, but similar. Right. Yeah. I, um, you know, there's a lot of brands, female brands out there probably too, like, I don't know. I get a kick out of Coalition Snow and some of these <laughs> gals that are just kicking butt in different areas, right? Yeah, and nice. um, they're fun and sassy. And um, but you know, uh, the important part for us is to having a really you know Patagonia, Orvis, Sims. They all have really great products, high quality, right? I mean, yeah. I think that's really important. Yep. We, you know, for us. Uh, I really try to stay focused on who we are and being true to who we are. And there's just no reason why we cannot, we should not be a strong go-to brand for women, mm-hmm. whether they fish or not. Just, you know, they just want to be in the outdoors. And that, um, you know, that we can complement, you know, the bigger brands. Um, you know, we're pretty little compared to the rest of them. So, um, but we certainly can complement what they do and, um, you know, aspire to, you know, we have, ours is a little bit more of a fashion side than the rest of them probably. So. Yeah, it's a little different. How are you finding out there, you know, new customers? Is this more on like social media or is it through your collaborations or, or is it kind of a mix of everything? It's kind of a mix of things, right? When you have to try to reach different sectors. I mean, even being here in Anchorage, just in Alaska, is not that big, and there's still people that are like, "Oh, I didn't know about you guys." I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> wow, we have some work to do. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I love when we hear that too with the podcast because you think you've been out there so long that <laughs> wow, okay, everybody knows. But yeah, and even social media is a good example, right? I mean, you you post on social media and, and only like 10% of the pe- of your followers see it, right? It's like, it's, it's hard to get out to the masses. There's just so much going on. We're so overloaded, right? With everything. Well, and I, um, I love like with artists, like even with my employees, I just kind of, especially on the creative side, I like to let them with certain parameters be super creative in what they do. And so I have two young uh, employees and so I've been letting them do TikToks. Oh, there you go. So I love videos and that kind of stuff, you know. And they're hilarious. And <laughs> uh, so um, they've been having a lot of fun, a lot of fun doing their TikToks. And there's another fly shop that's been doing some too. Hmm. Um, and um, so we we have fun watching theirs, and they watch ours and go back and forth. But there it's just go. another avenue to experiment with to yeah. see you know, what the opportunities are. Um, and then, you know, it's really important to connect and stay connected with people in this industry, right? That like, 
um, you know, one of our goals is to try and do podcasts. So thank you for doing that oh, there for you us. Go. Perfect. I mean, that's just another great avenue, um, connecting with people at trade shows, um, mm-hmm. and you know, um, in the media side, like with Jen and other folks that are um, that have uh, magazines and, and that. So it's just really important. I mean, that's probably a big thing for anybody that's running a small business is to. Really stay connected with people and work, you know, and uh, especially in your network. So, yeah, in your network. Are you uh, heading to some shows this year? Yep. We will be in Denver at the fly fishing show there. We're going to be in Pleasanton for a show. Uh, our first time to do that one. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'll see you down there. That'll be cool. Cool. And then we're going to be uh, IFTD mm-hmm. in March and, yeah, a couple others that we're going to check out. So, yeah. Do you get much – well, it's not, obviously you're from Maine. Do you, do you get around? Do you do a lot more stuff in the west or, or do you get over to the east side much? Uh, my parents are still in Maine, so I'm back there every every couple of months uh, checking on them. And um, But mostly, mostly west coast other than that. Um, yeah, it always seems like, you know, it's, it's such a, you know, I guess a big country, but you know, uh, but I, I would guess you're around the whole country. You probably have customers and kind of all over the country. Is that the case? Yes. Yep. We have, uh, fly shops or outdoor shops that we work with all over this country. Um, and then we just, yeah, we just picked up one last summer in Key West, Florida, cause we were down there fishing for tarpon in uh last may and so working with the keyless the angling uh, angling shop down there so oh cool mm-hmm. let's say let's start to take this out of here with the the hosted trips go back to that so talk to us you mentioned a few what is the do you have a a lodge or a, a trip that you've been on that's kind of like the one that you're like oh man i can't wait to get back to that place um there's different ones for different reasons so one that we do so we go to nome alaska and fish for grayling and it's it's not a fancy lodge it's really somebody's home that we go to and it's um two it's a, a lovely couple that live in council alaska and so you go into you fly into nome and then you drive 80 miles out of gravel road to this community and then you take a boat down the river for 20 minutes and you get to their basically their home and they have some out dry out cabins that we go to we stay there. She, the um, BJ uh, wife makes home cooked meals for everybody, some local native foods. And, um, and then we fish for grayling and sometimes salmon, but mostly grayling, big grayling. And that's just, I mean, that's just a, a lovely trip that anybody needs to try if you really want it on an go. adventurous. Um, we do, we swing for steelhead down in Yakutat in the spring. Oh yeah. Which is, you know, not for the faint of heart. That's cold, but it's great fishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kings on the Nushagak and then on the Naknek river. Yep. And then Henry's fork. Um, uh, I would say we're going to do a new one this year on the Denali highway also for grayling. What is the grayling? What's that for somebody who hasn't fished for grayling? They're like, what is a big grayling? It's, uh, I think 20 inches oh, wow. is big. Yeah, that is big. Yeah. And, um, you know, they call it the sailfish of the north. 
it's uh-huh. just a small, <laughs> but they're just like aqua teal colored when they're in the water and when you take them out, then the, it disappears. But they're, they're super aggressive. They're top water, you know, they go after uh, their fly on the top of the water and uh, they're just, they put up a good fight and they're just super fun to catch. That is great. Yeah. So you're, yeah. you're basically fishing all dries and then, and they're coming up and they have that, yeah, that big uh, dorsal fin, which is just huge. Right. And they just come up and attack it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I need to do more grayling fishing. That's, it's been a while <laughs> for me. Fun. Yeah. And then we were in Yellowstone, fished with Carly Rowland and the folks uh, down at Henry's Fork and at Trout Hunter. It's so fun. Oh, it's Trout Hunter. Yeah. Do they have a lot? Is that a lodge? Yeah, it's great because they've got the restaurant, they've got the lodge there, and the fly shop downstairs. It's a, it's a great setup. Very, very nice. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, there's a lot. That's a hot spot for sure over there. Yeah. And then we have a, one in August that we're also um, pushing that's new that's a uh, float on the Deschutes River. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Is that with the uh, Deschutes Angler? Um, it's a fly and Field outfitters. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. With our our Kyle Shank and those guys. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's. Uh, and so you did. Did you say uh, a trout or steelhead? A trout. Oh, trout. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Steelhead is probably not a not a great time for the Mm-mm. next couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so okay, well. Um, Anything else we should know about, you know, fishy wear, what you have going? I mean, obviously you've got a, a bunch of products. We'll send folks over there. But, um, you know, again, if we go back to that, somebody hasn't been to your site before, what, what would you tell them before they hop over there right now if they want to pick up some products either for themselves or for their partner? Well, I, I mean, I think it's a, it's a great solution for lifestyle as well as for fishing. And it's a uh, base layer. It's clothing that we try to make is really high quality and that lets gals express themselves in color and mm-hmm. fun fish patterns and and just try to make it um, where they feel really confident to get out there and, and go have fun. And, and then we're also, uh, you know, we have a storefront here in Anchorage, which has been really fun because we'll get a lot of tourists that will come in here. And, oh, yeah. Are you right downtown? No, we're in Midtown in a business park. Back to my trucking roots. We're in like a little warehouse district, oh, which yeah. is pretty fun. Yep. So it's almost like a fly shop. It, I mean, you kind of have a, it feels like a fly yeah. shop a little bit. It does. Yeah. We have rods, we have waders and boots. and. Oh yeah. You got it all. Is there a local fly shop in Anchorage? Yeah, there's a couple of them. Uh, Mo- Mossy's and Mountain View. Okay. So mm-hmm. there's two. Yeah, two really nice ones, and then um, and then ours. Yeah, we have we don't sell. We have boxes of flies, you know, that are pre put together. But um, gotcha. And then we have some rods, but uh, other than that, we're yeah, mostly our stuff. Yeah, I mean, you're you are. I mean, you are a fly, kind of like a fly shop. I mean, I, I always think of this like a brand. You know, you've got the brand, but since you actually have a brick and mortar, you know, we do. Essentially, mm-hmm. people can come in and get away. And even rods. I mean, yeah. I mean, what don't you sell that a fly shop would cover typically? Uh, we don't sell a lot of lines, and we have oh, okay. a few reels, but we don't. Yeah, we just don't do a lot of that. Um, or fly tying materials, a couple of kits, but 
And let's get into that too, uh, Linda, before we get out of here, because I know you have some other stuff with the educational piece. I don't want to miss that really quick here. So, you know, obviously you've got a lot of stuff to get people going. If uh, somebody was coming in, they can swing by and get stuff. Talk about the educational piece that you have. Is this more for the the kind of the absolute beginner or is this kind of tiered for other different levels of, of anglers? Um, you know, so there's been quite a demand for the beginner side of things. So we do a lot on the beginner. So we have probably 10 classes throughout the summer for beginners and we'll have classroom time and then casting time on a, in a park right near our office. And then, um, we will have a couple of advanced ones, um, this summer. And then, um, like once a year, Heather's here, Hodson, and she'll do a spay class for us, which is super fun. And, um, and then we'll, uh, We'll bring in uh, and do some fly tying uh, classes occasionally too. And yeah, so we try to really focus on the education. So our, our mantra, cool. yeah, so educate, explore, and uh, experiences. So yeah. That's really cool. I, um, I was just thinking that obviously we're on the topic of women, you know, companies and things like that. If you are ever interested, you mentioned you're trying to get on podcasts. I'm a big promoter of podcasts. I love, uh, you know, when people come out and do podcasts. But if you're interested in doing a podcast, like having your own show, which you should do, um, there's a really great person and uh, brand out there called uh, She Podcasts. She Podcasts. Yeah, yeah it's okay. really awesome. Yeah, it's part of the... Um, the founders, it's like co-founders that run it. They're part of the Lipson, you know, which is the hosting company that we use for our podcast, which is one of the oldest hosting companies. But yeah, she's awesome, and uh, and they have this whole conference. It's like a she podcast conference now. They do it. It's in person, and oh, it's really? all yeah, it's all for women. It's all like women who want to get into podcasting, and cool. and um, yeah. So, anyways, I, I love to throw that out there because if there's other people listening, yourself or others, you know, I love to make it easy for people to get into it, and that's oh, thank you. Yeah, podcasting can kind of sometimes feel a little bit like a lot, but really when you find, you know, like, just like you, when you find somebody that can teach you the basics and get you into fly fishing, it's the same thing. So yeah, you might check that out. I'm trying to think, I'm drawing a blank on her name, um, but she's really cool. And I'll put a link to uh, she podcast in the show notes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I think it's really important to always be learning. So learning a new skill like that is, uh, is fun or at least understanding the mechanics of it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Cool. Well, I think, um, I, I feel like we've covered, you know, I, I know we always leave stuff on the table, um, but this has been good getting to know what you have going. And I'll definitely, you know, if people come to me, I, I know where to put a uh, directive if they need uh, women's clothing, especially. Uh, <laughs> but do you want to give us, I got one random one for you. I always love to try to find a random one. Um, so we're on podcast. Sometimes I talk about, you know, do you listen to podcasts at all or are you more into music? Um, I <laughs> Yes, I try to listen to podcasts. Um, like, uh, probably one of my favorites is How I Built This. Oh, yeah. Or how I Built That. Yeah. Yeah, How I Built Yeah, How I Built This, I think. <laughs> what would be a couple? Give me just a couple other ones that are in your like right now that you listen to recently. Well, there's, a, there's some gals that I work with. It's called Product Boss, and um, they, um, they're, they work with product development companies, and they just always have some great stuff on their podcast as well. Oh, cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and one more for me. I'd love to check out. I'm always interested in finding new ones. Do you have a, a third we could add to this? Uh, gosh, I don't think so. And if not, maybe uh, uh, give us a uh, do uh, on the music side for our Spotify channel. Where we always try to add where we can a band or musician to our Spotify channel for the guests. Um. So my kids just turned me on to Yeba. 
Oh, Yiba. Y e b b a. Oh, B B. Oh, yeah, Yiba. Yiba. Okay, perfect. The young gal. I'll find some. I'll put a. Uh, I'll put a video. I have Dom finding a YouTube video, so we'll get a YouTube video in the show notes as well to keep uh, uh. keep this going. I have no idea what it sounds like, so this will be fun to check out. <laughs> check it out. That's my sons. I I go to them for music suggestions. That's it. That's it. I can't wait till that's for me at my kids. Oh, now how old is your son or your sons? Thirty one and thirty three. Oh, there you go. So you're totally different. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I can't wait till I get to that level where my kids are actually. <laughs> I'm listening to their music because right now they're listening to my music, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, they do like ours. It's vintage, you know. They want everything from, you know, from the '80s and '70s. So yeah, it's yeah. classic, classic stuff. <laughs> the classic music, yeah. Right on. All right, Linda. Well, that's uh, that's all I have for you. I will definitely send folks out uh, to uh, fishywear.com. And just uh, in the next year, do you want to give a, a heads up on anything new, big you have coming other than the hosted trips? I'm just uh, more collections and uh, new products. So we're working real hard on it this year. And um, we'll keep people posted. We do newsletters and online. And Oh, good. Yeah. Watch our TikToks. Yeah, t- I am. Yeah, TikTok's the other thing. I'll check out your TikTok and get some videos going. All right, Linda. Well, thanks again for all the time today and uh, definitely looking forward to keeping in touch. Well, thank you, Dave. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. So there you go. Want to find all the show notes, all links, and everything else we covered today, head over to wetflyswing.com slash 280-280. I'm getting out of here right now, but I would love if you had a chance to click that subscribe button, wetflyswing.com slash subscribe. And that'll redirect you over to an easy page to subscribe to the show. You'll get updated when our next episode goes live there. And uh, and it's just the easiest way to stay up. I'm not sure what app you're using. Um, if you're on Apple Podcasts, the upper right corner of that little plus button. If you're new to the show, click that and, and that'll subscribe you. Uh, and yeah, I just appreciate you. We, we definitely are in this now. We've got some new sponsors for 2022. And some old sponsors, as you heard. Um, just really excited to find some more products. If you have anything you want to reach out to me, uh, Dave at Wet Fly Swing, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, even if it's just a quick like, hey, listen to the show. Uh, it always keeps me going strong whenever I hear new people that say, hey, uh, it's actually much bigger thing than you think. Because, you know, uh, you sit back and you do all this work. And, uh, and I appreciate when people can let me know that they're listening. And this is a unique episode. We haven't done a ton of these. Uh, you know, we've definitely done some product episodes, but not female-focused products. So uh, hopefully you found some enjoyment in it, and hopefully you're going to pick up a piece of gear. I'm definitely, the boots like I talked about, I'm going to pick up a pair of those black boots. So stay tuned. I'm on the call. I just announced that live, so I've got to do this now. And thanks to everybody who supports the show. Domingo, thanks for putting this one together today. Appreciate you are kicking butt out there. Uh, on all this stuff and um, kind of been a game changer. So hope you have a great day wherever you are, a great uh, evening, a great morning, or a great middle of the night. I'm not sure you might even be up traveling to some remote destination in the middle of Kamchatka. Kamchatka, that's coming up. Stay tuned for that. We've got a barn burner episode on Kamchatka, which will be, I'm saying it now, the longest episode in the history of this podcast. So stay tuned, but click that subscribe button. You'll get notified when it pops in. And when you see Kamchatka with Will Blair, you'll know it's time to set aside some time. All right, I'm going to get out of here. I appreciate you. appreciate what you uh, have done for supporting the show, and I hope I can keep serving you. Uh, that's it. Connect with me online or on the river or on the water. See ya.
Thanks for listening to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show. For notes and links from this episode, visit wetflyswing.com.